the conditions in Haiti are deplorable. They are disgusting. I mean, it's everywhere you look in Haiti, it's sheet metal and garbage when I was there. Consider this possibility if President Trump were to say, I am now the first female president. Who would, who would celebrate that? What we see in this impeachment is a kangaroo court, and Chairman Schiff is acting like a malicious Captain Kangaroo. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Thanks for joining us for this right allegation, wrong party cue episode <laughs> of the Facts and Friends podcast. My name is Tino, and joining me this week, as always, is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him best as the guy whose blood is in those new shoes you just bought. Oh, it's Judson. Shit. I thought I was getting checked out for cancer. <laughs> They've been stealing my blood for <laughs> shoes? Yep. No, yeah. I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. You're famous. Whatever. I think I did see a video of some guy claiming to be the guy. It was a comedy video. Oh. It wasn't you. Okay. And it wasn't him either. But... As far as you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Judson, permit me to explain briefly why this is the, quote, right allegation, wrong party cue episode of our show. Oh, sure. Please. As I'm about to do this, it occurs to me that those would be better descriptors if they did not require separate explanations. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Hey, some people some people are going to recognize it. They're going to realize That's true. what happened. That's true. So you made a prediction way back on episode three of this podcast. I'm going to play that three. real quick. Episode three. Episode three. 20 shows ago. You're going to see people arrested for like child pornography and things like that. And they're going to end up being QAnon supporters, not members of the DNC. Mark it here, folks. <laughs> episode three of the Facts and Friends podcast <laughs> about... 20 some minutes in, Judson has made a call. <laughs> okay. As I recall, that isn't the first time we've had to play that back. That is not the first time that prediction has been proven true. In fact, the very the next very show, next week, we have yeah. to replay that clip. <laughs> that is, in fact, how I found the prediction. <laughs> now, in this case, it's funny you should have called that shot because it turns out someone in the QOP, as they call them, yes. is being closely linked to a child sex trafficking investigation. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, it's none other than congressperson and Florida man. That's right. Matthew Lewis Gates. Oh, I did not know his middle name. and I probably could have gone my whole life without knowing... Any more about Matt Gates than I already know. So, QAnon, turns out you were sort of right about the allegation, <laughs> just wrong about the political party involved in child sex trafficking. I will give you a Q for effort. Uh, well earned. A lot more on that later in the show. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save that. We'll come back to that. That's the main course. Yeah. So, Judson. Yes. The neighbors whined and complained about those unsightly fences around the Capitol building. And thank goodness they got their way. And a fair amount of it was taken down. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that helped this happen. Nearly three months to the day after the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, a new attack taking the life of a Capitol Police officer and injuring another. Yep. Honestly, I'm not sure that's what went down. I heard the attacker was totally peaceful and was hugging and kissing the Capitol Police before Antifa ran them over with its car. <laughs> 
the Antifa car, the Antifa mobile. Did they impound the Antifa mobile? Because I was going to rent that like next week. Oh, were you on the list for next week? I had finally gotten on the rotation. Oh, that oh. Is a, that's that's not good. That's too bad. I was trying to get the BLM Beamer, <laughs> but it's not available for a couple years. Well, they probably shouldn't joke because someone, unfortunately, you know, Capitol Police officer was killed, and yeah, that's no, and we won't joke going forward. Just tragic. I was just calling attention to the ridiculous claim that Trump made about the first yeah. Capitol attack. Yes. So what happened, tragically, is that a mentally ill religious zealot took advantage of slightly relaxed security around the Capitol and rammed his car into two officers, killing one of them, William Billy Evans, father of two, before jumping from his car and wielding a knife so as this story was breaking judson and you you were kind of part of this you might have been away from your computer at the time but i was having an online conversation with some friends you were in the room but as i said i don't think you were at your computer right and i'm watching the cable news reporting live and details are slowly emerging first it was that the individual has driven had driven his car into two capital police injuring them and then the suspect crashed into a barricade emerged brandishing a knife and then early on cnn reported that the suspect was alive and in custody so when i told that to my friends in this uh, chat room i followed it up with translation suspect is white because that's that's how you get apprehended alive by the police that's the only way <laughs> that's the only way yeah and that's another one of those uncomfortable laughs it's not funny it's not but it, it happens so commonly that we, we i mean you can't help but notice the pattern no you can't so then they showed some footage of what appeared to be a long line of soldiers. You couldn't even see the end of the line. They were in riot gear and camo and fully armed, and they're marching through the halls of the Capitol building. I was just, I found that so chilling. Yeah. And then I thought, looking at the footage, I, I made this joking comment to my friends in the same chat room. I'm like, wait, did the military finally take over and reinstall Trump as president? <laughs> <laughs> and one of our very clever friends responded, definitely not. Those soldiers are wearing masks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which was a great point, and I was calmed by that. Exactly. I, I, I felt much better. Clearly, the storm had not happened. <laughs> I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't time yet. Isn't that? Isn't it April? I forget. I have lost track. I, I love that meme of the, the Q person with a tattoo on his arm, and all these dates <laughs> just scratched out. are just scratched out. <laughs> and then someone's inking in the new date. Yep. So I don't know what the next date is. I think it is in April. Yeah. But there will be another one after that, because nothing's going will. to happen. That's that's how this works. Well, anyway, a little while later, CNN amended their initial report by declaring the suspect had been killed during the attack. And that's all we knew at the time. Which has a new translation. Yeah, all we knew was the suspect was dead. That's all we knew. And I said to my friends, never mind, suspect is probably black. He's dead. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one. Someone else came on later to make that exact point, but I had already made it. Yeah. Well, not like we needed confirmation, because, of course, the suspect was black. There you go. Now, he may actually have been trying to commit suicide by cop, but it's frightening how easy that is to do if you're a person of color. Yeah, it does seem to happen a, a lot more commonly in that situation. I don't... I don't. <sighs> it's just a tragic reality that we live in. That, And we're not saying, in this case, that the police weren't justified in killing the suspect. Oh, it, he hit them with a car and pulled a knife. I mean, that seems like provocation. The reality is we don't have all the facts. No. The simple point that we're making is that it's disturbingly easy to predict whether or not a suspect of any crime is white or not based on the police response. Yeah. That's all. Based on whether or not the suspect walks out of the encounter alive or not. I mean, we condemn murder on this show unequivocally. Absolutely. As Tino said earlier, this seems to be a crime committed by a severely mentally ill individual who is also some sort of religious fanatic. It's tragic. They shouldn't have taken down any of the security fences. The January 6th Capitol attack has made the Capitol a symbolic target for unstable people 
people who have a beef with the government. Right. And of course, you know, as we said before, we offer our condolences to the the family and friends of the of the fallen Capitol Police officer, Billy Evans. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on very briefly. I wanted to touch on the Michael Chauvin case. Just a, totally changing the topic to, oh, wait, no, racist murder. Good, good, yeah, good. Another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole top of the show is racism, man. <laughs> It's a feel-good uh, show of the year. Gosh. But I want to I want to talk really just quickly about this in our first segment for two reasons. One is serious and one is ridiculous. First, a serious one. Okay. To the media and certain individuals, please, stop suggesting George Floyd is on fucking trial. He isn't. Yeah. Though I guess the defense team would beg to differ. <laughs> and for that, they can fuck right off. Yeah. We will probably actually spend a good chunk of time on this story once we have a verdict. But two things we know already. One, Michael Chauvin is a murderer and Cher is a monster for not stopping him. Cher? Yes. Cher has been mocked on social media, Judson, after she tweeted that she could have helped prevent George Floyd's death had she been there. I missed that. Did you? You were all over Twitter. How did you miss that? I know. I missed this one. I would like to to know more. Please tell me more about this. Very briefly, because we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. And I don't want to make light of a very, very serious subject. But she tweeted on April 2nd. Sure. That she had been having a conversation with her mother. Here's the tweet. Was talking with mom. And she said, quote, I watched the trial of policemen who killed George Floyd and cried, end quote. I said, still in the tweet, I said, quote, mom, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I kept thinking maybe if I'd been there, I could have helped. Sad face. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. We'll never so, know, I guess. A lot of people replied <laughs> to either mock her or to question whether she really should have said that. One of my favorites is from Mio, at Mio Pio Trio, who says, Share baby, I know you probably took a minute to type this, but delete it, hon. <laughs> you don't have to post everything you thought. I just... Yeah. One commenter <sighs> who who was liked more than 2,300 times said, um, Share, I think you're great and all, but this ain't it. George Floyd's murder isn't about you. Don't make it about you. Please. Don't inadvertently insult the traumatized witnesses who were there and did the damnedest to save his life. Yeah. Which is fair. I think also fair is that Cher was just trying to express how helpless she feels that this is an ongoing crisis and how she wishes she can help. But sure, you don't tweet every passing thought. You're not Donald Trump. (laughs) Please. So anyway. I I see what she was going for. I, I agree. But. She missed. Definitely not the way to go about that. All right. Well. The big story we did want to touch on at the beginning of the show is an area so many of our listeners wish we dedicate more time discussing. Oh. American sports. <laughs> <laughs> and in particular, we are baseball. Big sports ball people. That's right. That's that's why everyone listens to us. Sports ball. I know. Our listeners love sports. Yeah. Here is some sound not from CNN or MSNBC, but from ESPN. We begin today with baseball pulling this year's All-Star Game out of Georgia in protest of the state's new restrictive voting laws. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said in a statement, quote, Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box, unquote. This has added significance because baseball has been planning to celebrate the memory of Braves great Hank Aaron during this year's festivities. For you! (laughs) What? 
not. No, we're not talking about sports directly. <laughs> Are you sure? Now, do you know where that's from, Judson? I do know where Fool Jew is. What's that? What's that from? Is that Spaceballs? Yes. Yeah. You missed the last Spaceballs drop that I played. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I thought I'd give you a a duo. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. No, we're not talking about sports directly. It's more that we wanted to follow up on a story we covered last week: the unconstitutional, deeply racist voter suppression law recently passed in Georgia. Turns out, Judson, there's been some fallout. Y- yes. 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 There has a little. How do you say backlash? <laughs> Quite a bit, actually. What did the commissioner of Major League Baseball say? The, the commissioner of Major League Baseball released a statement, and you heard Tony Kornheiser from ESPN's Pardon the Interruption reading a little part of it a few seconds ago. You big fan of Pardon the Interruption? I am not. Okay. I'm, Have you ever heard of I, Tony? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of Pardon the Interruption, as all sports ball are you people sure you're, are. Uh, wait, sorry. Pardon the Interruption. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> okay, that was stupid. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on. What, what, is, what does this uh, Major League Baseball commissioner say? The statement starts like this. Over the last week, we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and MLB Draft. It seems like they took their time, Yeah, I, had some conversations, that made a careful decision. It d- does seem that way in what he's said here. It then goes on to mention that the MLB has planned investments to support local communities in Atlanta, so it's not like they're just leaving the community high and dry. Also, there are fucking consequences for trying to rig a system to steal elections, Governor Kemp. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so another group issued a statement that was not so refreshing, Judson. Yes, I read that statement. And by the way, before we get to that, my hat's <laughs> off to Major League Baseball. I'm, absolutely. They have, I, am, yeah. I, was, I was legit impressed that they would take this step. This is this is big. I mean, this is uh, you have seen, you know, the NBA had been, you know, and, and the WNBA especially had been you know, at the mm-hmm. forefront of this sort of civic action in response to stuff even like the this. NFL has slowly come yeah, to even the NFL has started to move in that direction. Right. Uh, but, but MLB yeah. has always been sort of standoffish when it comes to social issues. For sure. Well, the team, <laughs> Atlanta Braves, the local team. Yeah. Again, the Atlanta Braves. They're still called the Braves. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Team with racist name redacted has sided <laughs> with the racist voting law. I'm right. very surprised by this. Yeah. Their statement, like I said, was less than refreshing. But it's also important to note that the press release wherein the Braves express their anger literally has a tomahawk on it. Yeah. They're supposed to have removed all that, I thought. Oh, uh, yeah. They didn't. Like, they don't hand out the foam tomahawks at the I don't know if they do. Games, and, and they're supposed to not be doing the, the, the chop anymore. And There's no way they're going to prevent Georgia fans from doing they're that. They're not supposed to be instigating it. Like, they're not supposed to, like, flash it up on the screen to, like, tell Cancel the fans culture. to do it. That's right. <laughs> Look, you know, honestly, the team was silent through the entire process of drafting the law. For them to come forward now to declare their disappointment and, like, bemoan the poor victims who are, in well, their eyes, are the fans and local businesses is so fucking tone deaf. The most ridiculous thing about the statement, I, we didn't read the statement, but, the, I mean, you guys can go find it if you want to read it. But one of the things that it says is that they were looking forward to using the All-Star Game as a way to talk about these these issues. Bullshit. So, yeah, I'm sure voting rights is going to be a big cut topic of a conversation at the fucking all-star game it, it's it's known for that it's 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 where all the great thinkers come to discuss voting rights <laughs> right every year 
they gather in whatever city they're the, the, the game's being held in and they you know what justin <laughs> the, the all-star game is usually in july yeah covid willing it will be in july let's dedicate a whole show to voters rights in honor of the mlb all-star game in july i think we should it should be an ml all-star mlb all-star game themed voting <laughs> rights discussion as <laughs> as is traditional right. yes, yes, yes. every july they don't even do the seventh inning stretch during that game <laughs> of course not they have a debate between <laughs> they, have, they have a panel discussion between uh experts on voting suppression and, and voter rights well judson as obnoxious as the content and tone of the brace press releases there's something even more appalling about it you know how there are different spellings and uses of the word it's i do i'm familiar with there there are two right one is a conjunction of yep. it is correct and it's spelled i T apostrophe S. Yeah. Example. It's stupid to release a statement like this. <laughs> right, there you go. At this moment in history. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and the other one is a possessive and it's spelled I-T-S. And you'll notice I use the other it's in describing how <laughs> that it's was spelled. <laughs> Now, it's all very confusing. I know. Now, a lot of people get them mixed up. Absolutely. Happens all the time. You will see the wrong spelling of it's and it's pretty frequently. In fact, when I'm typing very fast, sometimes I mess it up. I have to go back and fix it. Yep. But what the Braves did. Oh, Judson. They used the possessive it's. Except they didn't. And they spelled it. <laughs> give me a moment. <laughs> I-T-S apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> We, we have reached out to the writer of that press release. Uh, don't tread on me, Rika's own CK1. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was unavailable for comment. Something about a, a third surgery and a Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission hearing. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do that. It's not even a word. It's not a word. Is the it's, it's, it's is the it's plural now? Are there more than one it's? They're they innovating, are... Justin. Previously, there were only two ways to get that wrong. Now there's a new one. Oh God! The third heat. We're gonna see that everywhere now. It's gonna be like irregardless <laughs> or some other stupid thing that someone has said that is now a word. Yeah, literally as figuratively. But ugh. all right. Well, we should move along. We have a lot to talk about still. Still on this. Yeah. So finally, Republicans are mad. They are. The worst president in the nation's history released a statement in response to the decision. Donald Trump said, Boycott baseball and all of the woke companies that are interfering with free and fair elections. That was his statement. So, bo boycott? Yeah. Now, help boycott, me out here. Boycott. Okay. I'm just trying to reconcile that statement with this one and so many others like it. They want to cancel you. Totally cancel you. <laughs> Take your job. Turn your family against you for speaking your mind while they indoctrinate your children with twisted, twisted worldviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every accusation. Clearly, Tino, that boycotting is not the same as canceling. God. It's not? Isn't that the best way to cancel something is to boycott it? Well, I, you know, I mean, it's not the same when they do it. We've had this conversation. They get to cancel whatever they want. They don't have principles or beliefs. No. They say things to scare and rile up their base when they're doing exactly what they're accusing the left of doing. They wanted to cancel rock music and Dungeons French and fries. Dragons. And French fries. Yes. Freedom fries. The right isn't against cancel culture. They embrace it so long as they're the ones doing the canceling. Of course they do. They are the the um, progenitors of canceling Absolutely. things. <laughs> you know who else didn't care for the uh, MLB's decision, Justin? Mm, 
mostly people in Georgia? Well, I was thinking more of America's third to fifth worst governor, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Kemp. There's wait, kind of a ton. Wait. There's a, it's bunched up. Wait, who are the worst two then? Definitely Ron DeSantis. Yeah, okay, no, you're right. Florida wins, yeah. And I was leaving that second spot open for Christy Noem. Ah, I thought you might be, yeah. She's got a she's got a shot. Yeah. If she has any citizens left at the end of the COVID <laughs> epidemic. She hasn't killed them all from her COVID response. Lack of COVID response. Yeah. She doesn't have as many to start with as, as DeSantis has. So, I mean, he didn't. You know. So let's, let's hear from America's third to fifth worst governor. <laughs> In the middle of a pandemic, Major League Baseball put the wishes of Stacey Abrams and Joe Biden ahead of the economic well-being of hardworking Georgians who were counting on the All-Star game for a paycheck. Georgians and all Americans should know what this decision means. It means cancel culture and partisan activists are coming for your business. They're coming for your game or event in your hometown. And they're coming to cancel everything from sports to how you make a living. And they will stop at nothing to silence all of them. Now here they go again with the cancel culture bullshit. MLB took a bold stand against one of the most egregious minority voter suppression laws passed since the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act. That was Brian Kemp at a news conference this past Saturday. It was equal part lies, pearl-clutching, fear-mongering, and trying to demonize political opponents. That sounds a fairly fair summary of it <laughs> that's what it was and i also liked how it was the the uh, wishes of stacy abrams and joe biden that the mlb was 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 listening to the mlb listed who they talked to and i didn't see stacy abrams name see or names. joe biden's name anywhere on that list i saw a headline from when i was doing the research for the show wait did they used to play baseball former they were former players they were they talked was was joe biden in the mlb it's unclear to me <laughs> and i spell that it's apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> All the it's are unclear to me. Yes. <sighs> yeah, I saw a headline from Fox News when I was doing research for the show, and it said Biden causes MLB to move All Star Game, or Biden forces MLB to move. Yeah, I saw Doug Collins. He was running for the uh, the, the Senate seat with against Loeffler and um, Leffler, Leffler and uh, Leffler. Was she running against Warnock? I think that was yes. especially yeah. yes, so, she was. Yeah, Doug Collins was like, who did he thank? He thanked he thanked Warnock. He th he thanked Warnock. He's like, oh, thanks thanks for nothing for for moving the game. And I'm like, did Doug Collins think he was running for MLB commissioner? <laughs> I mean, that would explain why he lost. He was running for the wrong job. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so. It is actually true that some parts of the law expand access to voting, but that is smoke and mirrors. That's literally just to give them rhetorical cover for what they're actually trying to accomplish here. Well, and the expanded access is mainly going to affect rural counties where right. most of the voters are Republican. And speaking of smoke and mirrors, there's the great Biden-Abrams distraction you kind of referenced a few seconds ago. Sure. Which Kemp in this press conference used over and over and over. Then why did MLB move the All-Star game yesterday? Because Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams have spent days lying to Georgians and the American people. The truth is that Joe Biden hasn't read the bill, and Stacey Abrams is raising millions off the fake outrage that she has created. That's real outrage. It's real, real outrage. Yeah. We are outraged. <laughs> and the money she's raising is to change the system. Yeah. Which is working. The rigged system that you are trying to rig further. That's why you're changing this fucking law, you idiot. Yeah. Because what Stacey Abrams was doing is working and you want to take away the will of the voter. Well, some voters, at least. The ones that won't vote for them. They are scared of her. 
That's 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 what Absolutely. this is. That's why they continue to reference her. So he's making this preposterous claim that the Dems are the only real partisans here. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, he talks about the so-called facts. Hmm. That MLB didn't cite a single reason that they disagreed with the bill in their statement. Everyone standing here today and those at home know why. Because the facts and the truth don't support their narrative. Or because they released a short one-page statement and they didn't have to... <laughs> Time to get into all the bullshit you guys did. Kemp and his cronies are focusing on the smoke and mirrors parts of the legislation and all these press conferences and TV interviews while completely ignoring the deeply troubling parts of it. Yeah. You know what, Judson? What? I had an idea. Okay. This feels like a good time for one of your good old fashioned rants. <laughs> Why don't you have a few words with Governor Kemp? And maybe in the course of that, you can share all of the facts about this law. I don't know that I get to all of them, but I did come prepared. So let me let me get my notes. All right. Listen, no one expected Georgia Republicans to take their 2020 losses especially well. Governor Kemp was no bastion of moral fortitude, and neither was Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State. But at least they did their jobs at the time and didn't attempt to openly thwart the democratic process, unlike some... Other Republicans I could name who we've recently heard from. But going forward, we predicted bald-faced lies about the election results, blatant power grabs, or voter disenfranchisement attempts. And say what you will about them, but the GOP delivered in spades. There's less time to request absentee ballots, more ways for officials to disqualify ballots if you do vote absentee or by provisional ballot, and far fewer places to drop them off if you navigate all the other hoops they've put in place. Efforts targeted at limiting voting by minorities, like requiring an extra Saturday for early voting, which more urban counties already did this voluntarily, but not requiring early voting options on Sundays when voters of color are more likely to vote. More than 11,000 Georgians voted by provisional ballot in the 2020 election, and another 11,000 plus voted at mobile voting centers in Fulton County alone. Yet, after losing the state by, I think it was about 11,000 votes, the GOP banned the latter and imposed draconian restrictions on the former. And of course, then there are the simply cruel and punitive measures. Several of these impact exactly one person in Georgia, their Secretary of State, the aforementioned Brad Raffensperger. He's being stripped of some of his power in a retaliatory response by the state legislature to not helping steal the 2020 election. And of course, we can't forget one of the most talked about provisions. Tino, did you want to help out your civically minded neighbors by giving out bottles of water to Georgia voters when they're waiting in lines with wait times in the hours approaching double digits while the Will temperature John Ossoff be there <laughs> while the temperature and humidity during the presidential primary season approach the triple digits you'll soon be charged with a misdemeanor for that and Brian Kemp is lying when he tries to protest to how that's only applicable within 150 feet of the polling place it's also applicable within 25 feet of any voter in line so make sure you're warmed up before you start lobbing Dasani bottles at the voters or you're likely to strain something and I really, there's just so much that this this law does. I, I can't even begin to cover it all or keep up with the latest lies and dissembling rhetoric from Georgia Republicans. So let me sum up Governor Kemp's press conference in defense of Georgia's voting law very quickly. Brian Kemp is a lying sack of shit who is desperately hoping his attempts to help steal future elections will make Trump's voters forget they also think he's a lying sack of shit because he didn't help them steal the last election too. We'll be right back. Hey FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. 
Matt Gates. Really impressed with what you're doing. You talk about defending, he's fantastic. Matt Gates. Now those are two rousing endorsements. I I am not roused. <laughs> you, are, you remain unroused. I, I I am yes. I am whatever the opposite of roused is. <laughs> well, you will learn by the end of this segment that only the best of the best support Florida Congressperson and alleged child sex trafficker Matt Gates. <laughs> the best of the best what? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Matt Gates is essentially. The Ted Cruz of the House of Representatives. Not even his own side can stand him. Yeah, that, that's fair. I think most of the people listening now know full well why we're talking about him. We kind of hinted at it a few times in the show. It was not a great week for Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I, I call him the second worst person in Congress. Yeah, after Marjorie. After Marjorie. She kind okay. of stole his spot. I'm sure he's yeah. pissed about that. I think, yeah, I think he is. But let's spend a few minutes going over his greatest hits prior to this most recent news. So I had to do a lot of research on Matt Gates. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. You have no idea. No, no, I do. I do have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up a spoiled rich kid in Florida. His dad pretty much hooked him up when he was older and funded his strong desire to essentially just yell at people on TV. Oh, oh, I have a strong desire to do that too. Can I? Oh, uh, well, I don't think my dad would fund me though. No, he wouldn't. He's not rich enough. <laughs> it's not enough. No, not rich enough. Gates was arrested for DUI in 2008. He refused the breathalyzer, of course, because when you're rich and white, you can do that. Yep. He also had the charges dropped because, again, he was rich and white. I'm surprised they even charged him. Between 1999 and 2014, Gates has been cited for 17 traffic tickets. 17? 17. That's more than one a year, just doing the math. Little more than one a year. He also crashed his car into somebody while he was on his phone. He's that guy. He's definitely that guy. <laughs> Wait, did he drive a black car with a Vader tag? Oh. And <laughs> You mean when you wrecked my second car? When that, that guy rear-ended us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gates defended the Stand Your Ground law in the wake of the murder of Trayvon Martin. That's the best time to defend that law, I think. <laughs> yes. He Jesus invited a Christ. Holocaust skeptic to be his guest at the 2018 State of the Union address. Oh, I'd forgotten that. He also hired a, a fired Trump aide who had strong ties to white supremacy groups. Wait, wait, was wait. Fired. That's, can you narrow that down? Because I feel like <laughs> every fired Trump aide has strong ties to white supremacy groups. There was a list of them, and I, just, I there was, it was too long to go through <laughs> okay. in the time I had to prep the show. <laughs> just throw a dart. You'll hit one of them. <laughs> and do you remember the House Judiciary hearing in which he tried to get parents of children gunned down in the Parkland shooting thrown out of the hearing? You remember that? I do recall that, yeah. I have I have the audio. Is there a process in the committee whereby if the very same people are repeatedly interrupting the time of the members, that those people will be asked to depart the committee? No, Matt. No, Matt, there isn't. Parents of slain children. Yeah. He tried to get them thrown out. He also tried his hand at witness intimidation <laughs> by tweeting at Michael Cohen the day before his public testimony. In light of what we're about to talk about, Justin, this tweet has not aged well. And it's not the only tweet we're going to cover that has not aged well. Here's the tweet. Hey, at Michael Cohen, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? <laughs> Maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison. She's about to learn a lot. <laughs> I remember that tweet. I remember, I remember that tweet. It takes on a whole sort of different look in this new light, doesn't it? It does. The Florida Bar also opened an investigation <laughs> into witness tampering or witness intimidation that prompted Gates to delete that tweet. But nothing is deleted on the internet. 
I'm, I'm just curious how deleting that tweet stops the investigation, though. Like, shouldn't you still be in trouble for doing it? I don't think it, it stopped the investigation. It, okay. The investigation just prompted him to delete it. I don't know okay. the result of the investigation. I'm assuming it, that they, they didn't find I guess that enough. shows some sort of remorse, I guess, deleting the tweet. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go that far. It's Matt fucking Gates. I don't think remorse is in his playbook. I mean, from the Bar Association's viewpoint, I guess. Possibly. So while leaving out so many terrible things Matt Matt Gates has said in the past. I mean, this is the guy who wore the gas mask to Congress. Yes. <laughs> to make fun of people wearing masks. Let's talk about this past week. Okay. It all started with a story from Axios that Matt Gates was thinking about retiring early from Congress to take a job at Newsmax. Which we thought, okay, sure, that's that's good news. I thought we were we were thrilled, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good news. <laughs> Little did we know how much better that story would get. That that alone was like a gift. Like, oh, he's gonna not be in Congress. That's great. He's gonna be on Newsmax, a like one of the worst news networks. <laughs> yeah, sure, that makes sense. And then this. Late this afternoon, the New York Times broke the news that Gates is being investigated by the Justice Department over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid for her to travel with him. Okay. <laughs> well, we can see why he was planning to leave his job in Congress. Yeah. Turns out he wasn't tired of the job. <laughs> he was going to lose it anyway, most likely. Yeah. So let's kind of sum up what the investigation, what's being investigated, okay? Yes, please. So the Justice Department is investigating whether or not Gates broke federal sex trafficking laws. Right. And they're focusing on his relationships with women that were recruited online for sex, one of which may have been a 17-year-old girl with whom he also had sex. Right. That's what they're investigating. Per the New York Times, quote, investigators appear to be focused on at least two key questions. The first is whether Gates had sex with a 17-year-old, and whether she received anything of material value. More broadly, federal authorities are scrutinizing involvement by the congressman and an indicted Florida associate with the women who also received cash payments. Right. That's the Green Greenberg? Is that Joel Greenberg? Greenberg. Yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about him in a second. Okay. So I, I don't necessarily think that all of our listeners, because I didn't know this actually when I was researching it, like, why is this sex trafficking? Well, I, I, I thought there was something about Crossing state lines. Yeah. It's basically that federal law prohibits giving a minor anything of value in exchange for sex, including meals, hotel stays, drugs, alcohol, or even cigarettes. That's basically it. So when he crossed state lines, it became a federal thing. Right. And if he crossed state lines and paid travel or meal costs and had sex with a minor, whether or not he paid for the sex directly, he has technically committed child sex trafficking. Well, that is very bad news for Matt Gates. I feel like. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you mentioned him earlier, but I wanted to introduce our audience formally to Joel Greenberg. Yes. He is the former Seminole County tax collector and very close friend of Matt Gates. Very close, it seems. He was also definitely indicted last year on sex trafficking charges, among other things. The only thing that I remember about him right now, besides that he was indicted, is that he used his position as tax collector to go through the surrendered driver's licenses. They have him like on video going through with with Matt Gates mm -hmm. going through surrendered driver's licenses. I'm I'm uncertain like the reason for this. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. I, I like it could be. I it, he's made he made a bunch of fake IDs. Like he had he had several different fake IDs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be targeting victims, right? So the surrendered IDs. That's what be, I thought. Yeah, pulling, that's certainly a possibility. It's not explicitly that, but it's we don't know. We don't we don't know. But it's a really weird and creepy and Doesn't and shady thing to do. Yeah, and Matt Gates clearly was involved in it in some capacity. Well, let me give you even a little bit more of a sense of how creepy Greenberg and Gates are. Yes, please. <laughs> the dynamic sex trafficking duo, allegedly. Have a listen to this clip of a voicemail they left for a Florida Democratic lawmaker, Anna Escamani. Oh, boy. This is your favorite tax collector. 
I'm up in San Hando with your favorite U.S. Congressman, Mr. Gates. Hi, Anna. And uh, we were just chatting about you and talking about your lovely qualities. And your... We think you're the future of the Democratic Party in Florida. Uh, hey, Justin, this is uh, please Joe no. Green. No, no, he can't do that. No, 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 no. I'm creeped out. I'm, I'm... I'm going to talk about your special qualities. Oh, my God. Is that creepy or what? That's creepy. What What did Anna think of that as what uh, I'm She wondering. gave the tape to CNN. That's what she thought about it. <laughs> You notice in private, they're actually respectful enough to say that uh, the Democratic Party. Yeah, uh, it's that's weird. I hadn't I hadn't picked up on that, but you're right. That is that public, is they not what Democrat. they would say. Yeah. All right. Per the New York Times, investigators believe that Mr. Greenberg connected with women online through websites meant to facilitate dates in exchange for gifts, fine dining, travel, cash allowances, things like that. Right. Mr. Greenberg would then introduce the women to Mr. Gates, who also had sex with them in Florida hotels, sometimes while taking ecstasy. Judson. Oh, that's an illegal drug. I've heard of that. Yes. So now we have Gates, right? Arrested for DUI earlier. Yeah. Allegedly having sex with underage girls while doing drugs. We should also say that sex with underage girls is actually rape. Yes. Th- throw that out there. That- that's statutory rape. Right. But did those, that mix of sort of getting pulled over, drugs, does that remind you of anything? Like maybe, I don't know, the 2019 impeachment hearings. And so I went to read up on Hunter Biden, learn a little more about him, and I found this very <laughs> extensive profile in the New Yorker. And uh, here's, here's what it says. Hunter said that at that point, he had not slept for several days. Driving east on Interstate 10, just beyond Palm Strings, he lost control of his car, which jumped the median and skidded to a stop on the shoulder of the westbound side. He called Hertz, which came to collect the damaged car and gave him a second rental. The Hertz rental officer told me he found a crack pipe in the car and on one of the consoles, a line of white powder residue. So I'm hearing some similarities in these stories. It seems to me that all of this angst that Matt Gates and the GOP feel mm-hmm. for Hunter Biden is actually just jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've heard that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So maybe they're just mm. trying to get Hunter's attention. They want to be bros. Matt wants to be bros with Hunter Biden. They are obsessed with Hunter Biden. Yeah. So driving under the influence, yep. doing drugs, those are definitely similarities. You know what I didn't hear in the Hunter Biden story? Uh, statutory rape. No, I didn't hear that part. That wasn't <laughs> no, that wasn't alleged. I mean, Gates was owned in that hearing by a Democratic congressman who called him out, basically said, people who have trouble with substance abuse probably shouldn't be throwing stones. More or less, I'm paraphrasing. Like that, that glass house that you were drinking that 40 malt liquor in? <laughs> yeah. So Gates takes an interesting, if not unconvincing, approach to his defense. It's the extortion distraction. <laughs> right. So let's put this up there on the screen. This is his side of the story. He says, over the past several weeks, my family and I have been victims of an organized criminal extortion involving a DOJ official seeking $25 million, threatening to smear my name. We've been cooperating with federal authorities in the matter. My father has been wearing a wire at the FBI's discretion to catch these criminals. The planted leak to the FBI tonight was intended to thwart that investigation. No part of the allegations against me are true, and the people pushing these lies are targets. Someone's trying to extort me over my sex crimes? Is a great not defense, the huh? winning defense that you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a, an extortion investigation. It's separate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cases are separate. Someone may be extorting Gates. It, it, it may be true. 
And if they are, they should pay the penalty for it. For sure. That also doesn't mean Gates didn't do anything wrong. It, it probably means he did do something right? wrong. Something when he could be extorted, extorted over. It's because they've done something wrong, usually. I mean, it's, it's often the case. I'm not saying that there are no victims of extortion who are not who are innocent, but the, the vast majority of them did something shady that they don't want people to find out about, so they will give that person money to not say anything about it. So, Judson... Yeah. As his life coach, I encourage Tuck. That's what I call him. You know, I'm Tucker Carlson. Anyway, as his life coach, I encourage Tuck to have Gates on his show to clear the air. Oh. And at, and as you suggested, wow. a couple, and as you suggested a couple weeks ago, I might not be very good at my job. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a, a bad decision on everyone's, everyone's part. Nobody made a good choice here. Nobody made a good choice. <laughs> And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely <laughs> accused of a terrible sex act. You just referred to a, a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. Um, and it, of course, it was it was not true. I'd never met the person. <laughs> that was that was Tucker's way of saying on air, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously, I love that Gates thinks Tucker wants his audience wants his audience reminded of sexual misconduct allegations against him. <laughs> but it gets worse for poor Tuck. Let's go back to the investigation. You you say that it was. Uh, that it was or is underway. There was an investigation. What is the basis of that investigation? What is the allegation? Is that really not very clear from these news stories? Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. <laughs> so now, so now, not only has Gates reminded Tuck's audience that Tucker himself has been accused of sexual misconduct, but he's placed Tucker at the potential scene of the crime. <laughs> Tucker, oh, Tucker, Tucker wanted no part of that. You really need to find a new job, man. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, <laughs> honestly, but I, I would like to know who. So they're saying there is a 17 year old girl who uh, you had a relationship with. Is that true? And who are they? Who is this girl? What are they talking I, about uh, at the New York Times? The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. He, that, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that it's a, it's a well-established fact that when he came to Congress, he was dating a college student. Yeah, he's dated interns. Yeah. He's also, I mean, it's been reported by major news outlets. I don't know that it's been verified necessarily, but off the record, at least some of his colleagues have said he shows pictures and videos yeah. of his sexual exploits with them openly. He does. Uh, when he was a state representative, he and some of the other younger lawmakers there had one of those, I don't know, would you call it like a bounty system? Where they like Ugh. scored points on their sexual exploits. Oh my god! All around great guy, Mac Gates. My heart goes out to his poor ho jilted houseboy. Really, <laughs> <laughs> poor Nestor. Poor Nestor. <laughs> now, isn't Nestor like the same age as this alleged seventeen-year-old girl? Or approximately <laughs> the same age. I think he's older now. But do you think she's a classmate? He could have been. Like, did he steal Nestor's girl? Maybe. Well, after Gates had left the show, the interview was over. Tucker apparently lost his shit off the air. I bet he did. <laughs> and when <laughs> when he came back for break, this was this was his comment. You just saw a Matt Gates interview. That was 
one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I really wish we had a hot mic of what happened between oh, the, those two that. takes. Sources close to Carlson reported that he was livid, just furious at Gates. No one goes on Tucker Carlson's show and makes him look like a creepy asshole except Tucker Carlson. Well, I mean, you know, he is the best at it, so <laughs> yes. why would you settle for second-rate creepy? You should see how scrunchy my face is right now. I bet, I I bet, it's, I bet you look confused. very confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Gates' communications director resigned. He did. <laughs> and he has a funny name. What's his name? I think it's Luke Balls. <laughs> okay. Let me make sure I'm saying. I think it's Luke Balls, though. I got uh, it's just Luke Ball. Let's see. Yeah, Luke Ball. Sorry, Luke, Luke Ball. Luke Ball. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so his communication, former communications director wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, he was on, on principle, we're told. Right. Would, and we believe the principle to be he did not want to be associated with Matt Gates anymore. <laughs> that is that is, a, that is a sound principle, I, I think. think we should all have that principle, honestly. So he doesn't want any part of him. You know who else doesn't want any part of him? Fox News. Fox News, yes, right. <laughs> they said, yeah. quote, no one with any level of authority has had any conversations with Matt Gates for any of our platforms. And we have no interest in hiring him. Like, we don't want Newsmax's cast-offs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, Judson, upon learning that Fox News would turn 25 in October, Gates released a statement saying the lack of interest was mutual. <laughs> in fact, Judson, nobody wants anything to do with Gates. I told you. We should all have the same Republicans principle. in the House aren't exactly leaping to his defense. <laughs> no. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we've talked about, talked about this before, but, you know, if th this happened, happened to a Democrat, they would have already been run out of town. Absolutely. There's no no doubt in my mind that multiple ranking members would have called for their resignation. Al Franken got ran out of town for far less than this. Uh, I'm, it, it, Al Franken did more than we talk about in the news a lot, too. But yes, he, he, did, he definitely didn't do the things that Gates is accused of. No. And no one's in the Republican Party is calling for him to resign. I think as far as they've gone, as Kevin McCarthy said, if these are proven true, he would be stripped of his committee assignments. Right, right, exactly. He can, he can still be, he can still vote on bills, just not right. not a committee, yeah. It's just telling to me that, that there are so few of them who are willing to say anything about him at all. It's basically, it's a lot of, I didn't see the tweet, or, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No well, comment. Gates does have two supporters in the House. They are arguably worse than the Gates advocates we featured at the top of the segment, those being Alex Jones and Donald Trump. <laughs> that's hard to that's that's a that's a, that's a pretty uh impressive high bar. bar yeah his uh his advocates in the house are none other than a guy accused of covering up a sex scandal jim jordan hey <laughs> and a woman who built a name on attacking alleged child sex traffickers marjorie jewish space laser taylor green finally judson to put this part of the show to bed don't worry it's over 18 minutes long uh <laughs> Gates had a company run an ad for him on Twitter last week. Do you know what that ad was for, Judson? I do. I do know what that ad was for. What was it for, Judson? It was for interns. For interns. Yeah. The office of, this is from Daybook Jobs. The office of Congressman Matt Gates seeks interns for his Washington, D.C. and Florida district offices. <laughs> not, the, not, not the best time to go posting that sucker up on <laughs> Daybook Jobs. Probably not. Probably not. And I did tease a second tweet that maybe doesn't look so great after all of this news has broken. Do you want to read that tweet for us, Judson? It's from 2014. Uh, yes, I can do that. <laughs> this is from the, uh, was this the same State of the Union where he brought the... No. no? Was, okay, that was one? four years earlier. This is four years earlier. I mean. this, this is four years earlier than that. Yeah, you're right. 
Obama leads off with stories as real as my fifth grade Canadian girlfriend. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, it, that definitely. I definitely interpret that differently now. Yeah, he meant at the time. <laughs> Maybe at the time. God. So we need to wrap this up. All I have to say after this roller coaster of a story about Matt Gates. Actually, I'm not even gonna say it. I'll let Matt Gates say it. That was so good. I almost had to smoke a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> We'll be right back. In these uncertain times, you need a quick and secure way to manage your money without the hassles of credit cards and banks. That's why we have made it easy. Now you can instantly pay everyone from your tailor to your stylist to your teeth whitener to a former Seminole County tax collector to all your underage globe-trotting weekend girlfriends. Hate privacy? Don't worry. We'll make sure all your records are accessible to the liberal media. Whether staying at home or crossing state lines, Venmo is here for you. Matt? You know, in our initial brainstorming session for this show, Judson, yeah. I had thrown out the idea of doing teen facts and friends. <laughs> and it seems like that's so inappropriate Yeah, now. that's why we didn't do it. <laughs> that's right. For it to work, we'd need a female host. It could have been very funny. I it think. could have been. But, but yeah, we needed a female yeah. host. We had a friend with a great joke about for fake commercials like <laughs> my girlfriend says this lip this lip gloss will really impress your congressman. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. But yeah, we opted not to do it because we, we have some restraint and we didn't think we could pull it off tastefully. Uh, because because we were so tasteful normally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say between this show and our last show, we are way more restrained than we used to be. Oh, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong about that. Okay. We've, we've matured, Justin. <laughs> well, it's about damn time, Tino. Now everyone, like, they're like, if this is maturity, <laughs> I can't imagine what that last show was like. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Someday we will release the back catalog. That's right. All right. But, Judson, this isn't the part of the show where we talk about the back catalog or lip gloss or anything like that. This is the part of the show where we do... The begging. The begging. The That's begging. That's right. We make no money at all from this show. God, still? Nope, none. It costs us money. We've said this for the last two weeks. It does cost me money this week. <laughs> That's right. I want a new mic, actually. Yeah, I need one as well. But they're not cheap. They are not. Good ones are not Turns cheap. Turns out. But we're not asking you for money. All we're asking you for- Do not buy Tino a microphone. No, please don't. Well, I did want to set up a GoFundMe last week- <laughs> For- To get your dad some Lil Nas X Satan sneakers. Oh, right. Damn it. But they all sold out. They sold out. We'll follow that up in a second. Okay. After the begging. After the begging. All right. All we ask from you is that you spread the word about the podcast to your friends and family, either through social media, just say, hey, check this out. This is a cool podcast. You might like these guys. They're different. They're not just boring celebrities who are talking just because they have name recognition. <laughs> so upset about Obama, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little better. <laughs> We're boring non-celebrities who don't have name recognition. That's right. Way more interesting. <laughs> We only have two more shows left this season after this one. And then Just season one two. is finito. Done. In the books. So it, 
It would be a huge help if you all please would just let more people know about our show. Five-star reviews can also help a lot. Please leave one on any podcast delivery system you use. If you haven't already, that would be great. If you write something there, we may read it on the air. And thank you in advance. It does, it does, it helps us so much. Also, we love hearing from you. So drop us a comment or DM on the Facts and Friends Facebook page. You can also yes, follow- Yes, please. You can also follow us at Twitter at Facts and Friends. Facts, the letter N, friends. Yep. Individually, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncle Tortilla. And Judson, do tell the people how they can connect with you i am on twitter at the fault and my arse fault the letter n my arse all right we were gonna follow up just for a few minutes because this is a longer show longer than we'd like we got a little caught up in georgia kind of a lot's happened yeah we were gonna follow up just for a few minutes on our satan sneaker story in the clothes last week <laughs> yes as i mentioned i almost started to go fund me to get your dad a pair i think we should have done that but but obviously we might still be able to get them on ebay but they're gonna cost a lot more than 1018 dollars yeah that's true and i don't think your dad is worth that much money <laughs> like all of him i i know I, I got it i oh, got okay. it <laughs> So apparently Nike sued, is that right? Yeah, yeah, Nike sued Lil Nas and Mischief. I guess that's the the company that actually like produced these. No vowels, right? No vowels. Mischief with no vowels, yeah. And Nike has won a temporary restraining order anyway. Are there any apostrophes in Mischief? I don't see any. <laughs> I don't see any. Only when it's a possessive. <laughs> in, in the normal way. Right. But yeah, so they, they've gotten a temporary restraining order, but... They've already sold all the shoes, so... Yeah, I don't know what that accomplishes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it will accomplish anything. And Mischief's argument is that this isn't... Uh, so so Nike sued over Mischief and Lil Nas damaging their brand by releasing these shoes. I think that that, that argument could be made. I, I, think, I think that's a fair thing to say. That probably is true. Mischief is arguing that these aren't sneakers that they're selling. These are like limited edition works of art, essentially. Free speech, First, First Amendment sort of issues. Also a good argument. Yeah, also a pretty pretty good argument. Given all the things that we talked about, with the you know the the lettering and the the, the nature of the tie into the to the music video and all that, so I, 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 we'll see how that all plays out in the courts. In an alternate reality, this would get to the Supreme Court. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg would still be alive, <laughs> and during the hearings, she'd kick back in her chair and put her feet up. <laughs> she had the shoes on. <laughs> oh, Ruth, I miss you. Uh, so much. All right, Justin, that is all the time we have for this week. We will be back next week for our seventh show in a row without a break. I think that's the longest we've gone in a very long time. Certainly on this show, that's the longest we've gone. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not comfortable with how you're phrasing that. I feel like you're, this is somehow becoming like a thing about our stamina. <laughs> I feel like we should take a break after every four to six shows. <laughs> This is a lot of work. We're getting older. It feels like that's, you know. Well, we're also working harder on this show than I think we ever worked on the old show. That's true. I feel like we're talking about different things right now. We are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will be back next week with our second to last show of season one. Don't know what we're talking about. If you have any ideas, send us a message at those aforementioned places. I mean, there's a lot of more stuff to come out about Matt Gates, possibly. Oh, I'm so. sure Matt Gates is going to come <laughs> up next week again. <laughs> In any event, I hope you all have a great week, and we will see you next time. Take care. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Please. Get vaccinated. Yes. It's some special combination of stupid and brazen to pay for sex with a minor on Apple Pay. I mean, I've just figured out how to use it at the Walmart. But to be doing this stuff 
with Apple Pay suggests something that really is, you know, sort of the hallmark of the Trumpiest Republicans. They're not just yeah. corrupt. They're not just immoral. They are brazenly um, disdainful of the rule of law.